Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. Hi, and welcome back. I'm so excited that you're here for this one. I mean, I'm always excited you're here for this one, but really, today's episode is a lot of fun, a lot of helpful education, and honestly, just a big old sigh of relief provided courtesy of my guest, Andrea Jones. So before we get into it, um, as promised, I'm going to give you a tiny little content takeaway. And this week's is going to be very fitting apropos to the topic of social media. It's around visibility. So as you listen to mine and Andrea's conversation about social media visibility specifically today, I want you to think about your own visibility, rethink your visibility to relationship building and community building. Keyword building. So what if we rethink of visibility as a verb. It requires action. And if you're thinking about like any relationship that you're building, it it is typically built on trust and also being authentic with one another. So think about that when you're putting out content, when you're showing up online to engage with other people, when you're building community, um, focus on quality, genuine relationship building. Don't just be a taker, give value and receive value Make a happy little value exchange sandwich energetically and tangibly. So my best tip for this is just like take part in the conversations that are happening in the community around you and look for ways to positively contribute to other people in your network when you decide to show up. Relationships take time and they take consistency, but when you say, when you commit to showing up with a community building attitude of curiosity and caring and a willingness to help others, I truly believe that the results can change your business and your life. So that's my tiny little content tip for today. How can you approach visibility as a chance to build a long-lasting, mutually beneficial relationship with others? I'm going to be incorporating more of these tips and um, around visibility and content into my episodes this year. They may or may not be more expansive than that, um, but I'm going to keep on doing it until I lose excitement around it or run out of content ideas, but of course... The latter will never happen. (laughs) Um, I also want to take a moment to thank Cozy B1 for an amazing review on Apple Podcasts. The review says it is titled Obsessed. Emily is an absolute gem. Her podcast is on fire. I listen every week and gain so much from it as a small business owner. She just gets it. She has an amazing guest and also an incredible ability to keep us entertained and informed when doing it solo. So much inspiration and positive energy here. Thank you so much, Emily. As always, thank you so much, Cozy B1. Um, and to all of you, I welcome your reviews and positive feedback on the posit- on the podcast. The more stars, the better. Your reviews really help me to find great guests and know what you love so that I can just keep on doing more of it. 
And if you just so happen to be new here, this is your first time listening ever, welcome. I'm Emily Aborn. I'm the host around here in these parts of the She Built This podcast, as well as a content writer and leader of the She Built This community. And so what that translates to is I help a lot of women with their content and messaging, and I help a lot of women today inspired to build the businesses of their dreams by connecting in that real, authentic way um, in our online community. So I welcome you to check it out and join us free for yourself by visiting shebuiltthis.org. Enough about me though. Lots of you know who I am because you are regular amazing loyal listeners. And if you are new here, I hope that you become a regular amazing loyal listener. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. And I want to introduce my guest, Andrea Jones. Andrea is a social media strategist and host of the Savvy Social Podcast. She helps coaches and experts go from stuck to strategic, passion-led powerhouses and visionary thought leaders with her simple approach to social media. Take one little step each day. Build your social media savvy over time. We get into everyone's favorite and least favorite topic of social media, and we're going to help you reframe, find clarity in some of the confusion, and learn how to play nicer with the dreaded algorithm. Who knows? Maybe you two will even become friends. Andrea shares her, what I find to be a very inspiring backstory about perseverance and sticking with something, learning your strengths, learning what needs to change and when and how to pivot, as well as uh, busting some myths about social media that are really going to help you to grow your presence online. I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as I did. And as always, I cannot wait to hear your thoughts and takeaways. Hi, Andrea, and welcome to the She Built This podcast at last. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for our conversation today. I am too. I feel like a little bit of a, a fangirly because you you are a bit of an influencer, I will say this. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I don't feel like it most days, but I appreciate it. <laughs> so let's start, I guess, on that topic, like the backstory. Tell us how you got to where you are now. And you're about to hit nine years in business, I believe. So I'd love to know like when that officially happens and just what growth has really looked like for you. Yeah. And you know, it's wild because I started in the OG internet days, 2004 is when I started kind of hanging out online. I was in forums talking about my love of Harry Potter books and I started a blog, um, and, um, then started a YouTube channel. And in 2013, I actually met my husband on YouTube and this all relates because, uh, after I met him, I moved to Canada and that that's when I launched the business. So that was 2014 when I launched the business. So prior to 2014, I spent 10 years just really in the internet culture. I love hanging out online. My closest relationships are almost always built online. Um, so for me, um, turning that into an, a business, um, I noticed immediately that I had a skill set that other people found very challenging. And it's because I kind of set it up to work for me, my introvertedness and all of that. Um, and so I started the business in 2014, started off freelancing and just built it into an agency. And now we have a programming as well. So that's, that's the story in a nutshell. Okay. I need to just hear how you met your husband on YouTube. <laughs> Was it like a connection in the comments or something? 
Oh yeah. I was totally hitting on him. I said, I like your eyes and your Canadian accent in one of his videos. Um, and then we did an interview just like you and I are doing today. And then after that, we just kind of kept in touch and kept talking and, um, you know, Skype calling. And then we started dating. Wow. Okay. So in the, I mean, the world of, of social media is fraught with challenges and changes and pivots. So I'm curious to hear like, what has been your number one challenge as you've gone along in this journey and, and how would you overcome it? Yeah, I think that the challenge with social media is that it's changing. So just staying up to date with all of the changes. Um, in the early days of doing my business, I just didn't have time. I was, you know, booked with clients, which is great, but I didn't have time to even run my own social media. Okay. So I was like the, uh, what did they say? The cobblers, kids have no shoes. It was definitely that where, where I was doing the work for my clients and not for myself. And I actually found that to be quite draining. And so how I've overcome that is by building out a team. So for me, I really thrive when I stay in the strategy lane. If I start implementing, um, it's not my best work and it it definitely drains me um, more than it inspires me. So in order to keep up with all of the changes and run a business, I had to start outsourcing. So for me, that was the biggest step in um, kind of making a business that had more legs and and keeping up with all of the social media updates. I did a podcast episode recently, for instance, on a new app called Be Real, and I spent about two months testing out the app. I would not have been able to do that if I didn't have a team helping me with all of the million other things that we do when we're running businesses. I just heard that episode last night while I was making dinner and I'm like, I might be tempted to try it. I I don't think it's for me long term, but it could be fun for a few days. Yeah, I think it is fun for like a short while. And then, I mean, for me, it was the notification. I can't, don't tell me what to do. Okay. I can't do it. (laughs) I don't have notifications on my social media either. I don't like it either. When you said that, I was like, okay, I feel that. Um, All right. So we do have like a, a wide range of listeners, people who are just starting out, people who have been doing, uh, doing this for 20 plus years. So I want to know from you, like if there was ever a moment when you just wanted to give up, throw in the towel and what advice you would give that would really like inspire someone to keep going, especially like I can't even tell you when it comes to social media, it sometimes feels like you are just throwing spaghetti at the freaking wall and you're like, can anybody hear this? <laughs> yes. That feeling is so relatable. And I actually feel like people don't talk about it enough. And I work in the industry. Um, so I'll share two kind of experiences I had. The first was in 2017. I, um, I got so frustrated with my business and with social media because of the notifications. This was a huge moment in my career because I felt like I should be available all the time, especially as someone who works in social media. So I always had my DMs like pinging my phone notifications on for every app and I was on them all. And I was feeling very anxious. I was having these like I don't know if they were panic attacks, but they were definitely like mini anxiety moments. Even email, I was feeling overly anxious. And so I actually ended up turning everything off and I took like a mini sabbatical um, to really fully understand my relationship with social media and what I wanted to get out of it and my business. And 
y'all, this is life changing because it was very hard to do, but it made me realize that I don't need notifications at all. And now I'm like preaching that gospel to everyone else because I can choose when to log into the app. I can choose when to respond to emails and it's okay. There's not ever been an emergency that, you know, I'm not like a neurosurgeon, so this isn't life or death over here. Um, so it's all okay. So that was one big pivotal moment for me in my business is turning off those notifications. And then I got to, I got to keep coming back to the team. So I, um, in 2018 had two very large clients that left at the same time. And I didn't have my team structure set up to be able to weather that. And it was a huge lesson for me to be able to number one, have the right people in place, but number two, to create a business model that made sense for me. Um, I was doing kind of what everyone else suggested and was hiring all of these contractors and they were all requiring monthly retainers. And so when I had two clients that left, I couldn't just keep paying a monthly retainer. So now I have a good mix of contractors and our employees and everyone's on an hourly rate because that's what works for me. So if if business is great, hours can scale up. If it's, you know, a bit of a slow month, hours can scale down. And just being able to find the right people who are okay with that arrangement really, really works for me. And it works for a lot of my team as well. I love uh, both of what you shared. So first of all, the reminder to be active, not passive when we're using like not just social media, but anything on your device, right? So like choosing, I am going in and I am looking at things at this time. Um, And I also love the notion of just setting business up your way and like not having to do what everybody else is doing or what you should be doing and just being like, this is what works for me and this is how I'm going to arrange my business. So I think that's very freeing and I love hearing that experience. Um, Okay. I love some myth busting or like what your unpopular opinions are. I love finding out what people like what just turns you off when you see it online. So do you have either like a social media myth that you want to bust or maybe an, uh, an unpopular opinion that that you would share? Yeah, so I'll, I'll choose the myth busting because I think that especially as like small businesses or online businesses who don't have, you know, like a whole marketing department, there's this concept that our celebrity or the people we look up to in the online space that they just like wake up and post to social media. And they're like, I just thought of this today. And I can say as someone who owns an agency who manages these celebrity accounts, these posts are planned like months in advance and they're photo shoots that are made to look organic. So if you ever have a moment where you feel like you're comparing yourself to other people, just know that there's usually like a whole team of people behind that, that, you know, um, you know, Christmas photo that just looks like, Oh, they snapped it today. No, no, no. That was like a two month ago shoot that they had. So I think that that is a relief to a lot of business owners. Like you don't have to try to, you know, be this person that, um, you know, wakes up inspired every day, you can plan out your content and you don't actually have to match that energy that that online celebrity is having because they are having teams of people behind them and you may not have that. One of the things I loved that you shared in one of your recent podcasts is how like we are really on the search right now for like 
things that are real, things that are authentic, things that are genuine. And um, I loved the example you used of like somebody who they might be taking a video, right? And somebody just so happens to like video bomb the scene, but it was like planned out. And so I think it's things like that, like just looking at things and being like, wow, how did that happen at that exact time? But it was literally choreographed to happen like that and we're using that to gauge like to to compare ourselves to and like well why doesn't anything like that happen in my life so really really good reminder yeah um I hear this all the time where people and I'm sure you do too where people are like I just want to stop using social media but I feel like I need to keep using it for my business what would you say is a really good reason? Like I, I okay, <laughs> I see a blessing and a curse in it. So what would you share as like the reasons not to get off social media as a business owner? Ooh, I love this conversation. And it's something that I, I hear happening a lot right now because uh, social media feels polarizing. So I'll say this. Social media is a great tool to connect with other humans and we need humans to buy things from us in our business. So if you want to leverage a tool that you can basically control how much you want to scale it up or scale it down and have the ability to connect with other humans virtually anywhere in the world, like I I can't think of another tool that lets you do that. And social media is such a powerful one because you can connect kind of human to human on that very visceral level. Um, so yeah, that, that's my, that's my like campaign speech for like, stay on social media. Don't delete all your apps, please. (laughs) What do you, um, yeah. So what about people that are just really discouraged with not really getting like the response that they want on it? I mean, okay, let's move to the algorithm, I guess, because we hear all about the algorithm, the algorithm. It's like, it's like chicken little, like Mm -hmm. sky falling. (laughs) Like what is really going on with the algorithm. Like what's the dish? (laughs) Yeah. The algorithm, the almighty algorithm. No, I think so. When I think about the algorithm, all the algorithm wants is attention. And if we compare the attention on social media in 2023 versus 2014, there is way more content being produced now than there ever has been. So as a business owner, your competition is through the roof. So we have to fight a little bit harder than we did, you know, nine years ago because that content positioning is mixed in with so much other content on social media. So number one, I don't think the algorithm is against you. It's just trying to put the best content in front of the best people and your content may not be the best. So the solution I think to that is what I've been recommending to a lot of my students and clients is to scale back on the amount. So the quantity that you're producing and focus on quality, which is not what everyone wants to hear. They want like an easy, like wave this magic wand and the algorithm will say yes to you. And I do have a tip for that. So I'll say that in a minute, but what really the algorithm wants is quality content. And in order as a business owner to produce that, um, you have to really understand your client customer. So we've been talking a lot in our, in our company about this, I feel seen type of content. And I just did air quotes. I feel seen because people want to, you know, open Instagram or Twitter or LinkedIn and see something and go, Oh yeah, 
that's me. And so you kind of have to spend the time understanding that user, that end user to be able to create that type of content. So, you know, we're talking, for example, about social media and deleting the app. So if I'm going to create a video, I'm going to be like, if you feel like deleting your Instagram app, just hold on a second. I got a tip for you because the people who feel like that will go, Oh, okay. Yeah. Let me, let me stay tuned because this is talking to me. That being said, there are a few hacks that are working right now for the algorithm. So if you need to boost your social media a little bit, um, anything that people can congratulate you for. So typing congratulations or congrats in the comments is an algorithm booster. It's a hack. So by hack, I mean, it's a sort of tactic that may not always work, but right now, every algorithm that I've seen on every social platform loves it. So, you know, baby announcements, I'm getting married, I'm starting a business, I'm launching a new product. Um, I won an award, anything like that. The algorithm's like, Ooh, people are interacting. This must be important. And like pushes it to the top of the feed. I'm going to need to accomplish some more things in life to get some more (laughs) of this kind of content. (laughs) Yes. So it it really is a hack. So you kind of have to have a reason for people to say you can't like, you know, created out of nothing. But if you've done something in the past year that is worth congratulations, try it out. Let me know what it it does for you. I love that. Um, I've actually seen some people share like a monthly recap or a yearly recap or something like that. And that seems like another kind of like along the similar vein where people are engaging with that and saying like, oh my God, good for you, you know, things like that. So that's a really good one. Um, Do you have one more algorithm hack? Mm -hmm. Yes. So use something new in the app. So it depends on which social platform you're on. So if you are on Instagram, for instance, and you've never posted an Instagram reel, I'm giving you your sign. (laughs) If you are on LinkedIn and you have not done a LinkedIn poll yet, do it. If you are on Facebook and you haven't tried any of their new features like um, going live or or you know adding a product or anything like that, try that out. Because any of those new features, also the algorithm rewards the usage of it. Um, and so if you haven't tried anything like that yet, go ahead and try. And, and the easiest way to do this is to go back through your content from last year, choose a topic that performed really well. So look at your posts for the year, which one got the most engagement, and then redo that post in the new format. Oh, I love that tip. Um, I love talking about content. That's like my favorite thing to talk about because I am a content writer. So on a content, from a content perspective, I recently listened to your like predictions for 2023, where you talked about AI generated content, probably not being all that it's cracked up to be as we're marketed to. Um, So I, I guess I'm curious, What is like when you were talking about getting inside your customer's head and getting them to feel seen, like what is the best kind of content? Oh, yeah. So right now, video is performing really well as far as like a content delivery system. And then even better, the kind of video that people can share. So sometimes we're sharing content that's really from our own perspective. Like I talked to a client today, this is what they said, but more often than not, the types of videos that get shared are things that you can relate to. So an example is, um, I actually had a friend text me this week. She posted a reel and she sent it to me and she's like, why did this get so many other views than the other reels? And I looked back through her reels and they're all 
kind of about her life um, as a business owner. So behind the scenes things, um, her in action, she does a lot of workshops. So you kind of have to know her to relate to that. And you would definitely wouldn't ever share it because it doesn't relate to anybody else. But the one that got a lot of views was about dreams and how you have a dream and how to accomplish that dream. And it was a really powerful message. And it's a kind of message that you don't have to know who she is as a person to be able to share it. Um, so that works really, really well right now is that content that someone else can actually share with other people and they feel comfortable sharing it because it doesn't have anything to do with that business specifically. And in that example I gave, she was talking face to camera, but it doesn't always have to be that way. So if you're also a writer too, my writers are like, oh no, do I have to get on camera? No, you don't have to get on camera per se. Um, cause one of our other clients does this really well, um, actually Cara Lowenthal, if you look her up on Instagram, where, um, she uses her words in Instagram reels. So it's kind of a design Canva design graphic style. Um, and again, the message is what's more important. And that placement Instagram reels works really well too, because it's reaching new audiences. So it's not about her, her offer, what she's selling. It's about the end user. So do you have a goal or do you have relationships? relationship anxiety, or do you have this thought spiral? It's like, if anyone is going through some of those things, they absolutely can relate to it. Then they also can share it because it's something that they think other people will relate to as well. I really love that concept. Um, just reminding people, especially like me, I am so unlikely to put my face on the camera unless I can do a Facebook live, but like doing reels that way makes me feel extremely uncomfortable. So I love the concept of taking a, a words and turning that into like a graphic that is then a reel, which is then shareable. So because that's the kind of stuff I look for and share, I don't tend to share reels of people talking to me <laughs> once in a while. Um, all right. The other thing I've heard you, I think I watched a recent reel that you did, which by the way, you are so good at providing educational reels. Like, I don't know if it's what is on the top of your mind that day or if you sit there and plan it out, but it's really good stuff. Educational, informative, and definitely makes people feel seen and heard. One of them, you spoke about um, that there is a difference between strategy and tactic, and I would love for you to just like dig into the difference between those. First of all, I think strategy is a way overused word, but what's the difference between strategy versus tactic and like when do you need to focus on which one? Yeah. And thank you for the compliment on video creation, by the way, because my delivery system is verbally and I think... For someone, if I had to write it down, it just wouldn't work for me. So, and that's why I have a podcast. So, um, if you're listening to this and you look at my videos and you go, Andrea has it all together, just don't ask me to write an email because it won't ever happen. Just videos, my <laughs> delivery system. Um, and I think that's important when we're thinking about strategy versus tactics. So, the strategy is the overarching plan for how you're going to deliver your marketing. So an example for me is video. Video works really well for me. It's a great strategic move. I present well on video. I can come up with ideas very quickly on video. Um, and it works really well right now for social media. The tactic is focusing on TikTok. 
Okay. So I can take that strategy video and go anywhere, YouTube, Facebook, real Facebook live, even, um, LinkedIn. Like I can take that strategy and go anywhere, but the tactic that I'm using right now is TikTok. And then after I create the TikTok video, my team actually goes in and repurposes it everywhere. So they post it on Instagram reels, um, YouTube shorts, LinkedIn, Pinterest idea pins everywhere. Um, and so it looks like I'm everywhere at once when my tactic right now is focusing on TikTok video. Now the strategy as well there is, um, what I mentioned earlier, focusing on delivering content that's super valuable to the end user. And I only can do that from listening to my clients talk about this for almost nine years. So it'll be nine years on March 1st. Um, and I listen to them and the challenges that they're having. And I speak to those. So when I'm on social media, my strategy here is not to give them what they, what I think they need, which is I'm going to talk all day about social media boundaries and writing content that converts, but that they don't, they tune out once I start talking about that. Cause that sounds like work. So the strategy is to start with what they think they need. Okay. So you want to be on TikTok? Let me tell you what really happens on TikTok. That is a strategic move because it speaks to what they think they need. And then I'm going to actually layer in what they, what they actually need. So my strategy is more of like, um, you know how uh, parents hide vegetables in like the food we're going to, we're going to hide the vegetables. We're going to hide the vegetables. So I'm hiding the vegetables in my strategy. And again, the tactic that I'm doing that with is TikTok specifically. Now, if TikTok is no longer a thing, like let's say it falls out of vogue, it's not fun anymore, it's not cool. I'm taking that strategy somewhere else, right? And I can pretty much use it on any social platform. I got it. So the strategy is really like you can morph it to just about any tactic that feels good for you. Yep, exactly. I love that. Um, do you find that there's like a age, a specific age or demographic that's hanging out on TikTok versus Instagram? Or is that kind of all just like muddling together right now? It's all muddling together. And I'm having a lot of fun on TikTok. I was so offended the first time I opened the app because it was very abrasive. And I was like, not for me. <laughs> but uh, I gave it some time because honestly, it's my job. So I was studying it and then didn't feel like I would fall in love with it. And now I love it because of the algorithm. So the TikTok algorithm is like their secret sauce. And it's unlike other social platforms where you have to follow someone to see their content. TikTok just starts delivering content to you. So the reason why it's good for, I think, every age demographic is because TikTok learns who you are and then starts delivering that content to you. So what's interesting from a business perspective is it'll help you find your people. So if you are a business coach for photographers, if you start talking about photography business, TikTok's going to find photographers and show that video to them. It can be that specific. And so that's what I really like about the the platform. Fascinating. Yeah, I should um I have not I've I've looked at TikTok videos that other people have sent me, but like I have never been on it myself. So <laughs> I don't know much about it. Um All right. What is like just making this really boiled down, simple, tangible? What's a really tiny step, a small step that someone listening could take today to start improving their social media game? Yeah. So when we think about 
taking just a little tiny step on social media, one of the things that I like to do is create my content in batches. And I know a lot of people talk about batching content, um, but I think it's often talked about from a larger scale, like plan out your entire month of content. And if I had to sit down and plan out a month of content, it just wouldn't happen. This is not me. <laughs> um, but I do like to batch in a smaller scale. And I've been playing around with this idea, especially for advanced business owners, where, you know, we've tried all of the, the batching and we've tried all of the, you know, content pillars and all of that. And we know what works, but it's hard to to really boil that down. So one thing that really works for me is actually identifying where I'm most energetically active and leaning into that. And so what I mean by that is if you could just take some time to think about when do I produce the best content and then do that more of that in that time, I think that can be most helpful. So I actually just posted an Instagram reel today about this, where if I have to create content, like while I'm out and about, it just won't happen. It just doesn't happen. I have to be in my office and it has to be a task that's assigned to me. And the only way that I know that is by trying everything under the sun. <laughs> I try to create content while I'm out and about and it's a huge energy drain to me and I actually don't enjoy my time while I'm you know, on the go. So I have to actually carve out time, sit at my desk and create the content. Now, if I do carve out that time and I sit at my desk and I don't feel inspired, I just don't create anything that day, but usually I can make up for it on a different day. Um, and so that works really well for me. So a small step you can take today is just like sit down and analyze when you're most energetically present and then start creating more content at that time. I love that tip. I am a huge fan of batching. <laughs> Although, okay, so two things. I have to tell you, I batch. I batched a whole bunch of podcast introductions and one of them was like about Thanksgiving and what I thought my Thanksgiving was going to be like. And then that didn't end up happening. And I'm like, ah, so I had to go back and edit it. So that's a funny story. Um, and I, I agree with you on the on the go thing. I actually had a friend who used to do Instagram stories and say, I, I like to take all the photos and then get home and and post them then once I'm like done being out and about. And she's like, I truly want it to tell a story and I will never forget that. And I do the same thing. So I love that. Um, but batching is truly, I mean, that's a content genius. Anyone can start applying right away, no matter what social media or not. Um, okay. And then I would love for you to share like how people can find and connect with you online, listen to your podcast and how you're, what, what you're really looking to like support people with right now. Yeah. So, uh, like I mentioned, I'm talking a lot to intermediate or advanced business owners, uh, about this energy, place, energetic place that we need to be in to create content because we have to create a lot of content for our business. Um, so I do have a great place to start. Um, it's a, our free social media starter kit. You can find it at onlinedrea.com slash free, F-R-E-E. And it kind of goes through the process of identifying that for yourself, creating those boundaries around social media. So I don't know, you can actually like it and not be resentful when you log into Instagram. So that's my goal for everyone. Um, but if you just want to hang out with me online. I'm at online Drea everywhere. You can find the podcast, Savvy Social Podcast. Um, yeah. And send me a DM. I mean, I love a good direct message, especially if it's a voice message. I'm all for it. I love it. Thank you so much. And I'll make sure that I put that um, link in the show notes as well. Awesome. Thank you, Emily. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. 
To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.